Well, good morning. How y'all doing today? Glad you're here in the room. Glad you're here online with us. I'm Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here. If you want to follow along, you can follow along with the sermon notes, which are on our church app. A recent article in Inc. Magazine asked the question, was Jesus a great leader? Now, Inc. Magazine is a business magazine. It's not a religious magazine. And yet it was asking this question about Jesus and his leadership. And basically they said, yes, Jesus was a great leader. And they gave these reasons. Now, see if you um, agree that these are part of being a great leader. First, they said, Uh, Great leaders like Jesus are great storytellers. Great leaders like Jesus are great servants. And great leaders like Jesus balance conviction and compassion. I think that's a really interesting list. And it makes me think about what leadership is, and why leadership matters so very much. Today we begin our new series, Leading Like It Matters to God. And over these next four weeks, we're going to be talking about leadership. And I want to start by saying that uh, we are all leaders. So you may not be the boss at your office, but we are all all leaders. And I say that because uh, you are a leader in your life. You're the one who sets your goals and your plans and your follow-through. You're a leader in your community, which is your family, um, your friends. And that could look like um, when you plan a trip or when you pick out dinner. You lead in the world. You lead in the world through your job, but also because of the things you care about and the time and energy you give to causes you care about. PTA is a place for leadership for many people, or you lead in your neighborhood, or you lead in the church. So we are all leaders to a greater and lesser extent, and this topic matters to us all because leadership matters, and it matters to God. So let's begin with our text today, which is from Matthew 20. It says, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I think we need leadership, especially now. I don't know if you have noticed, but the world has changed quite a bit as we come out of this pandemic. And I hope that over these weeks, we would consider things like, how do I want to lead in this new season? And how do I want to 
treat other people in this time? And how do I want to move not only my life forward, but the things I care about in the world forward? Today, as we talk about leading like Jesus, we're going to look at how this really undergirds all of the weeks when we talk. And I think Jesus gave us a model of leadership that is the best model for us. Now, it's not the easiest, I will say that. But I think it's the model that produces the most change, the fullest life, and I think it changes our world. So over the next three weeks, we will talk about leading ourselves, leading in community with our family and friends, and I'm hoping this is just in time for the holidays as we think about that, and also leading in the world, so that's your school or your work or churches and communities that you're involved in. Also each week, on Monday, there will be a special e-blast that will focus on leadership that'll Uh, be a way for you to kind of take what you've heard on Sunday and have a little more space to think about it. And so if you get the regular Friday e-blast, you'll get it. Um, But if you don't, you can always, of course, sign up at the church website. And, And my goal for us is that we would become more confident and inspired leaders. So no matter if you are a boss or a mom or a dad a youth or a teacher, a laborer, or if you are retired, whatever you find yourself, I think the series will have something for you. Our text today is a great text for us to start with because it invites us to consider how Jesus' way of leadership is very different from the world's way of leadership. Let me set up the text a little for us, the text we just heard. Right before what we heard, Jesus was confronted by the mother of James and John, two of Jesus' disciples. And like any good mother, she is all about helping her children get ahead. And so she has come to Jesus, and she asks him, would he put her son's one at Jesus' right hand and one at Jesus' left hand, meaning that they would rule with Jesus. Um, Jesus basically tells her that's not up for him to decide, but in the meantime, the other disciples have all heard this, and they are not very happy about it. They're grumbling about it, probably because their mom didn't ask first. This is the situation that pushes Jesus to share what his vision of leadership is. And it's in two parts. The first is what leadership isn't. And this is where Jesus says, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. There are, of course, a lot of ways of leading But Jesus knew that too many times leadership looks like an over-under relationship, meaning that the leader is over the people that they are leading, and those people are underneath, lacking authority and control of their lives. Maybe you've been in a situation like this. I know I have. 
It is a terrible feeling when you have so little control over your own life. And if the person who is yielding that power is not in a great mood or is motivated by fear or selfishness, you can end up feeling pretty vulnerable. Jesus then shares what leadership looks like. He says, leadership is, instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. So Jesus' new model of leadership stands in contrast to the leadership of the day, and certainly to the leadership we still experience today. Jesus basically says in the text, if you want to lead, you need to serve. If you want to be first, you have to put yourself last. If you look at what Jesus says about leadership throughout the Gospels, you hear basically these three things over and over again. Jesus says, it shall not be so among you. We heard that in our text today. Jesus basically saying to us that this is not the way. The way that you normally think leadership looks like, this is not the way. And then Jesus is always saying, the greatest among you is the humble, the servant, the one who goes out of their way for others, the child. And then the last thing Jesus says over and over again in the Gospels is, that you also should do, just as I have done for you. And that's an important one, because Jesus' leadership calls for us to do what Jesus did in the world. We are to be mirrors of what Jesus did as a leader. So if you put all this together, you could call this big idea servant leadership. Now, servant leadership is kind of a a shorthand way of talking about this new style of leadership that Jesus brought. But the problem with it is the first word, servant. Nobody likes that word. It is not a popular word. We want to skip over it and get to the leadership part. It's a rough word. It makes us worry that someone's going to take advantage of us, that that we're going to find ourselves in a difficult situation. And so if you see that and you're a little like, ooh, I don't know about this, kind of put that to the side. We will talk about what it looks like, and then we will talk about what servant leadership means, uh, not only today, but throughout our time together. So let's start by talking about what servant leadership looks like. First, a servant leadership is motivated by love. If you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear this piece. When we are motivated to serve out of love, that is in contrast to power or money or control. The way of Jesus and his leadership starts with love. Jesus led out of love first and primary, and because of that, we get a sense of how very different one leads when one is motivated by love. So think about someone in your life, someone who you would say is a leader, someone who was motivated by love. 
They weren't motivated by getting all the tasks done perfectly and in half the time. They were motivated by um, wanting you to grow, wanting you to flourish, wanting you to move forward in your life. A big part of this kind of love that Jesus shared and calls us to share as servant leaders is compassion. You know, compassion is a piece of love. Compassion for people. Compassion for those who are marginalized. Compassion for people's imperfections in the midst of leading. Compassion is key for anyone who wants to lead in the way of Jesus. And so ask yourself over these weeks, as you see yourself in different situations, am I coming from love? Am I coming from compassion in my leading with my family, with myself, in my work, in my church? Is love my key motivation? My goal is that over these weeks, we work on this together because we all fall short in this area sometimes. I want us to find that our leadership is is more rooted and grounded in love after we've talked about leadership over these four weeks. Okay, so first, Jesus' leadership style is motivated by love. Second, Jesus' leadership style is grounded in what I'm going to call inner confidence. Now, you may wonder uh, what this has to do with servant leadership. Well, here's how it appears to me. It appears to me that inner confidence or inner strength is what actually allows us to serve people out of love, meaning if we have this inner confidence and we know who we are, then we don't have trouble putting our ego aside. We don't have trouble doing things that we might think are below us. We can put on that servant's apron. I think this is a really interesting piece of servant leadership because to lead like Jesus, to come from love, we have to have some inner confidence, some inner security that connects us to who we are in God. And then out of that, we can serve. You know, many times we don't know who we are, and we get in a leadership situation where we're, we're fearful, and we start leading out of fear, trying to prove ourselves. Jesus, knowing who he was, was what enabled him to get down on the ground and to wash the feet of the disciples. That was a servant's role, but Jesus had no trouble doing that. He did the right thing. He did the thing that was the good thing to do and not necessarily the popular thing. He led. He had nothing to prove, which is hard for us because I think a lot of times we do feel like we have something to prove. We want people to acknowledge us. We want kudos. We want a pat on the back. We want to be told that we're doing a great job. It's normal. That's human nature. But I think for us to really grow as leaders, we need to grow in our understanding of ourselves 
We need to grow in being more centered in our own souls because that leads us then to open the door to serving others. None of us will ever lead perfectly. We will all have times where we fall short. But I think a big piece of our growth as leaders is our willingness to come to our faith and to come before God for that inner confidence that only God can give us. And we see this in Jesus' life, don't we? We see that in Jesus' life, his life was grounded in his spirituality. There was time for prayer. There was time for rest. There was time for worship. These are the things that give us inner confidence more than we realize. And to lead like Jesus, to have this inner confidence, we need to be rooted in our own practices of prayer and worship and service. So first, Jesus' leadership style is motivated by love. Second, Jesus' leadership is grounded in his inner confidence rooted in his faith. And third, Jesus' leadership invites us to mirror his example. Now, this is a really important one and often one we skip over because Many times we look at Jesus and his life and we go, well, yeah, of course he could forgive and he could lead like that. He's Jesus. I'm not Jesus. You ever said that? Like, that's great for Jesus, but that's really not the capacity I have. Here's the thing. We are called as followers of Christ to lead like he did to mirror his example, which we will, of course, make a complete mess of a lot of times. Jesus' way of leadership was unique to him, but it is also our way of leadership. I thought about leadership and how we are called to a different way when I was finishing up the last episode of Ted Lasso. So you may watch Ted Lasso, you may not. Doesn't one, doesn't, don't worry if you don't, I will catch you up. So Ted Lasso, um, the last episode was called Inverting the Pyramid of Success. And that title refers to two things. The first thing it refers to is a soccer book. And this book is called Inverting the Pyramid, and it's a book all about soccer tactics. And the pyramid is actually, the upside-down pyramid is the formation of people, men on the soccer, women on the soccer team. So you can see on my little chart there, you have five forwards, three halfbacks, two fullbacks, one keeper, and it's an upside-down triangle. Okay, so that's the first thing that the title of the episodes about. The second thing is this connection to John Wooden, Coach John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. In fact, this Pyramid of Success is what hangs in Ted's office, and he's constantly looking at it, as are the other coaches. 
It is a way of understanding what it takes to be great. And it has 15 building blocks. It starts with the cornerstones of industriousness and enthusiasm. And then it goes up to team spirit and poise and confidence. And then eventually gets to the top of the pyramid with competitive greatness. Now, in our episode, Inverting the Pyramid of Success, there is someone who is one of the coaches who decides that what matters is not the foundation of Coach Wooden's pyramid, but the top, that success, that that is the number one thing and not what comes before it. Now, here's the connection for us. Like our text today, this episode of Ted Lasso talks about two kinds of leadership in the world. One of them is based on love. Can you go back one slide? One of them is based on love, compassion, self-awareness, and modeling positive leadership. But the other is about inverting this triangle and focusing on success before everything else, including before people. As we begin our series, I want you to see the real difference that exists between these two models and how God is calling us to a new way. So the traditional model of leadership sees leadership as a rank to obtain, uses power and control to drive performance, measures success through output, speaks, and believes it's about them, versus servant leadership, which sees leadership as an opportunity to serve others, shares power and control to drive engagement, measures success through growth and development, listens and understands it's not about them. Servant leadership calls us to more. It calls us to this way of Jesus, this way of love and compassion, this way of self-confidence so that we might model for the world this new way of leadership. You could summarize the big difference between these two models as in the world, leadership is about success, but for Jesus, leadership is about service. That can be hard for us to hear, though. It is hard for us because we often shy away from service. We too often feel we're entitled, and that things should come to us, and that people should take care of us, and that certain things are below us. Servant leadership, though, is not about serving others. Servant leadership is about being a servant of God, which calls us all kinds of things, including the service of our brothers and sisters. Today we are celebrating leadership here at the church. 
servant leadership, those who serve in our congregation. And we've awarded three groups the Towel and Basin Award as we've celebrated. Today's celebration is important, as is our focus on leadership, because we are all called to lead, and leadership matters to God. Let us pray.